Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, today we have Neil with us again. Hello, everyone. Here we go. Hello. We're here. We made it. We can... Uh, Neil said we can start because Michael's here. Michael Tanzer. There we go, Michael. We started because of you. <laughs> we've been waiting. We would, yeah, we've been waiting for you, man. How's everyone doing? We have a we have a pretty good show today. Um, we're going to talk about a few things uh, about Starship, SN9. We have a bunch of other SNs to talk about as well. Um, we have some SN8 news. We have uh, some NROL 108 news. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it and talk about first. We're gonna talk about the NROL 108 launch, which will now be Saturday morning. Um, they postponed it, and uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. <laughs> postponed it. It's gonna start on <laughs> Not Saturday. Not much else to say. That's yeah. pretty much it. That's all. That's all we're we just really making say. sure making sure the weather was right. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. The weather weather didn't really cooperate, and now they're pushing it back to Saturday morning. Uh, the window starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday morning, and they have a three-hour launch window. So I'll be here uh, streaming the show at a little bit before nine, so they can get started. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Possibly, we have to wait around for three hours for them to actually launch this thing. We'll see, though. So yeah, and yeah, we'll know. see what happens. I think it'll go off swimmingly. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fine. <laughs> it's a Falcon 9. It, they always, they're always fine. Falcon 9 is always good. Um, uh, Grug, Grug says, you'll be able to, you'll be able to see it. Just uh, set your cave alarm to an early time. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the cave alarm? Since you're a caveman, is that like a, like a dinosaur, like a Flintstones I think dinosaur, it's a dinosaur or something? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or like a, what did they have? Like a, a pterodactyl that they'd pull the tail of. <laughs> it was something like that <laughs> when they were done with work and it was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was that was such a weird show i love that show so yeah so nrol 108 i always have trouble with nrol saying it uh it's saturday morning now nine o'clock i'll post it up on the channel uh today at some point so we can all get together and watch it should be good times now Neil actually brought up this uh, SN8 thing uh, that that I want to talk about for a couple seconds here. Um, but first, we got to look at what happened to the landing pad of uh, for SN8, right? So when oh, when SN8 got landed, destroyed. yeah, this thing <laughs> cratered the landing pad. Check this out. This is from RGV Aerial Photography. Uh, they took this image. Great, great uh, channel and awesome, awesome Patreon, by the way. So this is the crater, man. Look at this thing. This thing. <laughs> it's incredible. Look yeah. at that. You can see where the outside ring landed and then the inside is where I'm assuming that's all just 
impact damage from the raptors. That's what I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming it's wrapped. It's Perhaps it was weakened by the heat. I don't know, but it's that's quite a bit of damage. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, you can almost see a ring where one of the raptors hit. Yeah, there's the ring kind of down here at the bottom. And there's also, like, there's one here and there's one over here, too. So I'm not sure if that's where the raptors hit. I was kind of looking at this a little bit earlier today. This is what it looks like. And then there's, there's like, a bubble up here at the top. And I'm not, not sure if that's just fracturing or whatever but um yeah the, the landing pad got pretty chunky uh we speculated on it the other day that there were scuff marks and um you know stuff like that but we didn't know how bad the damage actually was so yeah, we couldn't see any of this it was underneath the rubble yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's underneath all the metal and since they finally got out there with a uh, excavator Right? Is that what they used? Is that what they used for it? The backhoe kind yeah, they of thing? Excavator, yes. <laughs> I know. I'm just making I'm just making a meme <laughs> you about got myself. Yelled at for that. I got yelled at yeah, in the comments for that. It's a crane <laughs> a I lot. Think. I think they call it a crane. Yeah, I called it a crane <laughs> at one point. I called it a, a backhoe at one point. It's people in the comments for the last video were just like, no, it's an excavator. Like exclamation points, everything. I got yelled at for that. And I was like, sorry, man. I don't know these things. I'm not a big machinery guy, so it's an excavator. <laughs> they moved all the stuff. I forgive you. And now, thank you, Neil. Mm -hmm. And now we have a big hole. Uh, so they're going to have to fix up the hole before they land anything else here. And I'm sure they're uh, uh, working on it. It's not called a hole. It's called an impact zone. <laughs> the IZ. We have to fix up the IZ here. Um, yeah, there, there are a bunch of holes in the IZ. So they got to fix that up. The crane. I know, Greg. You don't laugh at me, man. <laughs> I've, already had en I've already had enough of people laughing at me for that. <laughs> so... So we have an impact crater. It's nice that people are willing to correct you, though. Oh, totally. And I'm totally you know, cool with it. Totally willing to jump in and, and say, no, I'm sorry, Will. Uh, what you referred to as a crane, it's yeah. actually called an excavator. Yeah. It's nice they, of people to say that. They're really nice about it, too. So <laughs> I'm really I'm really happy they did. And I'm, I'm more than happy to say that I was it's wrong. Funny. It's pretty yeah. funny. And I said two different things <laughs> wrong. So I'm okay with that. Um, so now we have uh, Elon. One second. There's actually, you know what? I want to I want to touch on one thing before we get to what they're going to be doing with, uh, what they're going to be doing with SN8, parts of SN8. But first, I want to um, talk about um, this thread from the Everyday Astronaut on Twitter. Um, basically, Everyday Astronaut Tim Dodd says, "Hey, we didn't really get anything right. Like we didn't know what was going to go on." And he says, in hindsight, we got a ton wrong while watching SN8 because it did so many things that were completely unusual. Um, Flight Club IO and I assumed it would only use as little propellant as possible, but it seems like they really wanted to crawl up to Apogee, so they loaded it. And then Elon Musk says, far from fully loaded, but we were going slow or the ship would have gone crazy high slash far with three engines. Um, yeah, and Tim said... Uh, Sorry, meant fully loaded as in pretty much as th uh, three Raptors could handle since it lumbered off the pad and burned for about four minutes with shutdowns. And then it's, this is pretty cool. Uh, Elon says the Raptors were well below max thrust or the ship would have blown through the altitude limit. As we hit minimum throttle point, an engine would shut off. So, yeah, it's it's crazy that this, you know, that they throttle back so much. And yeah, it's interesting that... Uh... In order to turn the engines off, they just kept lowering the throttle. Yeah. They just lowered it. It was just like, 
lowered it until they just shut off. Eventually it would give up. Yep. Kind of like if you're lighting a propane tank or lighting a propane lantern or something like that. If you lower it too much, it actually just turns off. Yeah. Because it doesn't have enough uh, propellant to keep the fire going. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And they didn't blow past their altitude limit, which is good because they probably would have gotten in trouble with uh, the FAA. I would think so. <laughs> and probably paid a fine. And that's not good for business. So, <laughs> Ariana, how you doing? Um, I never heard exactly how high they went. I wonder if they went right to the 12.5 kilometer mark or whether they were a tiny bit above or a little bit below. Having yeah. the one, the engine 42 still running. Seems, you know, they probably hit it right on the money, if I know SpaceX. Yeah, probably. Either right on the money or, like, probably a, like a tiny bit over, knowing SpaceX. <laughs> They're just like, well, we can. <laughs> Let's just do it. Whatever. We'll pay the 100 bucks or whatever. Probably <laughs> a thousand. A couple thousand bucks. But, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see um, what SN9 is going to do. Is it going to be a 12.5 hop? Probably. That's what we're assuming. But you never know. You never know how some. these things are going to work. Yeah. So they might go up to 15 this time. Who knows? Yeah, because they can. The I mean, original the original hop for SN8 was supposed to be 30 kilometers, right? I think so. Yeah. And they kept bringing it down, so yeah. there's no reason they couldn't go up to 30 this time. Yep. Fill those tanks a little bit more and let the Raptors roar. That would be amazing. I, I mean, because now they know that they can. You know, they know that the Raptors can make it up to at least 12.5. The landing, though, uh, sticking the landing after 15, 20K, whatever they're going to get up to, that's going to be the tough part. So I, I don't have any reservations for the for the Raptors. I think they're going to be fine. Everything else? Yeah, when they were following, that, that was as fast as they can go, right? Yeah. They reached, uh, what do they call it, when the, something's falling as fast as it can go? Um. Terminal velocity? Yeah, there you go. They call it. So Same it reached thing. terminal velocity on its way down. So there's no reason a 30 kilometer high ship won't go any they won't go any faster. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, maybe I mean <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope they go higher. That would be really cool. I'm gonna freak out. I freaked out for the first one, so I'm gonna freak out for the second one, and I really hope they go higher. But yeah, well, it's gonna they... go up so slow that this show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff, and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data, and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And... If you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15-day no credit card required 
free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. You yeah. imagine if they let those raptors go a little bit more. They could oh probably reach God. the same height in the same time or faster. Oh, man. If they just let them rip, that would be amazing. I would love that. I really hope so. Uh, I I really hope that, you know, once they get past SN9 and they're back into SN10 or they're up into SN10, that they can just let it rip and do like a 30 to 50 K that would be insane. Um, but before they do that, they have to do something cool with SN eight, which is make a monument out of it. Uh, space Padre Isle says, Elon, can you please save this nose cone as a monument to remember? And then please retweet. If you agree, Elon says agreed should be preserved in memory of SN eight. So, that's awesome. That's cool. You know what would be cool is if they made it into something that you could like actually go up and touch. Like you can go and like hang out and like see this thing for yeah. real instead of like putting it on that the side of the road. Cool. You know, that would be like... cool. They had they made a um they made a new pad over by uh hard to describe where the, the build site is and then there's behind that there's some RVs. There's some trailers set up to mm -hmm. uh like air airstream trailer set up for people to, to live in. Um, they made a new pad over beside that, just a little pad. It looks like it's got six sort of, uh, attachment points on it. So it might be for SN five or six, but it'd be a great spot for this as well. Oh, that would be cool. Just as sort of a monument. It's a, it's a weird little, it doesn't even look square. This little concrete pad they built. That'd be cool. That'd be really yeah. cool. That'd be nice just to, yeah, just, you know, like one of those roadside attraction things. Where it's like you go see the biggest ball of yarn or do something like that, you know, and then, you know, you can just go to the side of the road or, you know, like the, the rocket, um, what's it called? The rocket garden at NASA. Yeah. And you can just kind of walk around, hang out and have a picnic under a big rocket. That'd be cool for SpaceX. Cause they're going to be making a lot of these things. For sure. Um, yeah. You really bring a Falcon nine here too. Yeah. Just for fun. Just, yeah, just for funsies. A Falcon Heavy eventually, once they retire it, too, would be pretty cool. Sure. Um, but I don't know when they're going to retire those things. Those things are sweet. <laughs> once they get all the Starships ready, they'll be able to launch these for cheaper than a Falcon Heavy, I guess. That's the plan? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, because they can put so more, much payload in payload there. payload for cheaper. Yep. Yeah. Holy cow, that's going to be insane. I can't wait for that. That's a cool future that we're going to have. What's up, Andy? How you doing? Um, uh, Sage Tim says they saved the first Falcon 9 that landed, not crashed. It sits outside SpaceX in California. Save the first Starship that lands. Yeah, they need to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they need to. That'll be. Uh, it's. I find it interesting uh, that they're inevitable. taking apart SN1. Um, at the same time, we're we're talking about saving all these later things. 
it's interesting that they've they've decided to disassemble that disassemble that yeah yeah that's true i never thought about that i said one it, it's history making uh, but they probably don't think about that like that you know they probably think like yeah yeah it's just you know it's sn1 whatever mm -hmm. not a big deal you can't keep everything i guess yeah then you become a hoarder you're, you're a rocket hoarder come <laughs> spacex hoarders yeah exactly <laughs> um now cut it all apart and sell pieces off of it to people for 20 bucks yeah absolutely yeah. i love that that would be cool i'd take a little chunk that'd be fun absolutely yeah that'd be cool if they kept the price decent yeah that's the, that's the thing like it's not like they need to make money off of this <laughs> right i mean they, I, I wonder how much money i was thinking about this this morning i was drive, driving to get my donkeys and i was like i wonder how much spacex makes on t-shirt sales alone you know like they hmm. make they probably make a ton of money on t-shirts and hats and whatever like all that stuff you know hoodies whatever it's like 45 bucks for a hoodie so i wonder how much money they can make off parts of starship like little chunks that would be amazing yeah. they certainly could make a lot of money off of it i mean it pales in comparison to what they're making off faster or something like that but or enroll yeah um but certainly it would be a good chunk of change for to keep the, the store running anyway yep exactly that'd be cool and for uh, them it's it's marketing right it's that's their marketing they don't do any advertising this is that's how they get their word out yep yep uh that in awesome uh live streams on youtube um so we have uh sn9 news as well the we have okay so if you're not familiar sn9 was it tipped over in the bay uh fell over and like hit the bay was inside people the word people are using now is slipped slipped oh okay it they slipped it slipped <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just it, it fell over <laughs> basically it toppled into the bay I like slipped though. That's nice. <laughs> SN nine fainted says N E S Y. Yeah. It's probably saw what happened to SN eight, you know, and they were like, and just fell over. They're like, no, <laughs> I don't want that same fate. <laughs> so SN nine, SN nine fell over, uh, slipped, whatever. Um, uh, Boca Chica gal has a couple photos on the Twitter. Um, you know, the crane basically lifted it out. They examined it, put it back into the bay, right? So we're not exactly sure how much damage uh, SN9 has taken, but it looks like they have SN9 repaired enough that they have closed some roads. And that's the major indicator for, um, for next launches down in Boca Chica, right? It's the, uh, the Cameron County closures so we have some dates and they they push back some dates because we were supposed to have a uh, a date for the road closure for this week a couple dates this week but they pushed it back because sn8 was just you know sn8 was great but they needed the time to fix up sn9 and make sure that it was okay to fly and fix up anything that needed to be fixed up and um, these next road closures michael baylor from next space flight posted this it's also on the cameron county spacex site uh but here's a quick uh shout out to michael at next at next space flight on twitter uh we have a lot of schedules closures now primary dates december 21st 
December 22nd is the secondary date. December 23rd, that's 8 a.m. This is all Texas time. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week, they have closures. They have closures on the 28th, 29th, and 30th of this month too. So. Very exciting. Very cool. Like we're taking a break for the holidays, but uh, we could see it move Monday, static fired Tuesday, Wednesday, and we could see this thing flying on the 28th, 29th, 30th. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. Or, or it could just be more static fires. We don't know, but yeah. Very I mean, exciting. yeah, the, the, I, the first day is for the movement. They have to move it out to the pad. They have to make sure that it's closed and, you know, uh, the roads are closed and, um, you know, that people are safe in that area because if something does happen, if SNI tips over or whatever, they don't want it to fall in like debris and on, on people and or cars, etc. So they have to close the roads, make sure everyone's safe. But December 21st on Monday, probably going to see this thing moving out to the pad. Um, there's, yep. you know, <clears throat> they have to do static fires. They have to possibly, do you think they're going to do a pressure test, Neil? They probably will. I'm assuming. Uh, they will. I think the pressure test would become. I, I, it has to. All the stuff needs to become routine eventually, right? Yeah. It needs to become just sort of. Let's get it on the pad. Let's test. Let's fire it, and let's get it up in the air. It's yep. got to eventually get there. Yep. I would think that pressure tests happen at the same time static fires happen. You know. Um, like same. Maybe day not or... with SN9, but uh, same. Yeah, the same time, the same process, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, do a pressure test. Uh, detank that nitrogen that they put in there to pressure test it, then start filling her up and doing a static fire. Why not? Yeah, What's stopping well. them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there's no reason to. No reason not yeah. to, I should say. It'd be nice to get to that point, you know. It'd be nice to be able to get something onto the pad and, and launch it three days later. Yeah. Uh, or even sooner. Um, Doug Ed says that there's one closure for today as well for only one hour. Yeah, that's right, Doug. I saw that. Um, either they're going to move SN8 or they're just moving equipment back and forth up the road. Who knows? Yeah. I don't think they're moving gonna... a crane. Uh, sometimes the cranes move really slow. So they need to close it down for that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't think it's going to move onto the pad today, but if it does, that will be a huge, huge deal. That's quick. That's quick. But yeah. like Neil said, it's probably, oh, yeah. it wouldn't probably be that fast. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so either. Especially with the nose going on, they're, they're going to move that thing real slow. Yeah. It's, pretty, uh, it's a lot more top-heavy than it was before. Yeah. Or without it. Uh, yeah. Grug's asking about where Mel is. Mel had to go to a store, so she's uh, going to be late today. Yep. Yep. She might not even make it, actually. She may not she even said. make it. We're going to be okay. What are we going to do? We're going to be okay. <laughs> I know. We're going to we're gonna be okay. <laughs> uh, I miss you, Mel. Yeah. We got, we got this today, though. We got this. Um, so... Um, so let me, let me ask Chad. So now that we know, now that we know sort of the dates, um, you know, it's possible here. Let me go back to the dates so you guys can see when they are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the following week. Do you think this thing is going to launch before the new year? What, what do you guys think in chat? Do you think it's going to launch before the new year? think it'll launch 28th 29th 30th in that area uh nero 2006 says early next year flying i'd put my put money on it um 
On New Year's uh, Nisi, that would be cool. Sam Powell says no, 50-50. Uh, do you think they're going to leave SN8 where it is for SN9 launch? They have not moved it yet. I think they'll move it. I think they'll move all it. Now, SpaceX and Elon have said that the NROL launch is the last SpaceX launch of the year. I don't know whether we can read too much into that and, and sort of move that whole thought over to Starship. I don't know, but just a thought. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, uh, SpaceX surprises us, so... It's possible we might get it this year, but uh, Scott Slaughterbeck says New Year's Eve. That would be so cool, man. That would be the cool. And uh, just as it reaches 12 and a half kilometers, shoot some fireworks out the top of it. <laughs> the fireworks are going off at 13 kilometers. Dude, that amazing. would be crazy. That would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's fireworks enough to see SN9 launch. If Felix says, Elon says lots of things. Yes, he does. He says a lot of things. That's so, true. Um, George T.S. says, Elon said that there would be no more flights uh, for 2020 after NROL 108. Yes. Yes, that's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said, but can't really guarantee anything. I don't anything. know whether that equates to Starship or not, whether he considers that a launch or consider that, considers that a hop. Yeah, that's true. You never know. Possibly. Possible hop, possible launch. Um, that's commercial launch. Oh, maybe, maybe Debs. Who knows? Who fireworks knows? after it lands, Aiden, <laughs> like an SN8 firework landing. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen enough of that. Yeah, we don't want we don't want any more of that stuff. We want perfect landings. Um, I said before SN8 flew. I wanted to see it crash. I wanted to see it crater. I want to see a big explosion. But it's happened, and I don't need to see it anymore. Yeah, it actually made a crater. Like it made a little crater in the <laughs> on the landing pad, so you know you got what you wanted, and that's it. Like hands off, Neil. You don't. Kyle's being Kyle's being very very uh, optimistic with his dates. He's like Christmas Day fireworks. Excellent. Ooh, that would be cool. Yes. Grug says you think a fifty fifty percent chance of success. A hundred percent success for SN nine. Um. Yeah, that would be that would be really cool. I'd be excited about that too. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. We'll have to talk about that in a little bit because <laughs> I was thinking I'd never give any rocket hundred percent chance. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> even Falcon Nine never gets a hundred percent from me. Yeah, Falcon There's Nine always is always a chance. There's always a problem, a potential yeah. problem. I mean, yeah, I, Falcon Nine is so trusted now. Um, you know that you could you could launch and land those things all day long and most of the time nothing will happen but every once in a while you know it might land and tip over but yep. you know but yeah stage tim is saying they'll move sna first yeah i agree they'll probably they'll definitely clean off the pad and and maybe even fix it um maybe they'll fix it while sn9's on the on the launch pad but they'll definitely move sn8 from the pad before they move sn9 out there yeah i think i think so too i mean that makes sense um, so I, I also want to take a, a quick step aside from, from Starship for a second and talk about the, uh, Canadian that will be flying around the moon on the yes. first crewed mission of the Artemis missions on the SLS. Um, and this is from the Verge. Uh, one of Canada's astronauts will be sent around the moon as part of a partnership between NASA 
and the Canadian Space Agency, the CSA. The two organizations have formally agreed to collaborate on building a lunar space station called the Lunar Gateway. Um, so, yeah, the Gateway um, will be, uh, it's like a docking station basically in between here and the moon, or in moon orbit. And Canada has already agreed to make Canadarm for the moon uh, orbiter. So did they did they announce an astronaut for this? They didn't yet, did they? No, they haven't announced the astronaut yet. Nope. <clears throat> no, not yet. Uh, as a Canadian, this is pretty exciting for me. Um, it means Canada is going to be the second nation to fly into deep space. Yeah. And that's pretty awesome. That's pretty so cool. About that. Yeah, because then it's not just like, it's not a, a national thing. Like, you can have pride in your nation or whatever, but it's a world thing. Like, this is one that sure. when people step on the moon for the first time, it wasn't a, a USA we win thing. It was like, we made it. Like, humans made it. Well, no. they, they planted an American flag. You know. Well, yeah, sure. There's a, Which, there's a little bit of that. <laughs> not anymore, though. Those flags are white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't matter anymore. we got to send people back. <laughs> well, the color flag right now is the is the Chinese one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All of our flags, uh, by the way, that have been planted there on the moon have been bleached white due to uh, radiation. So no more American flags on the moon. <laughs> They've all turned white. So we, as you can see in this little animation here in the uh, YouTube animation, uh, the Canadarm for the uh, Artemis missions. Pretty freaking cool, man. I'm pretty excited about it. Canada knows how to lend a hand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and an arm. <laughs> Got him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm excited that we're working with other countries and, you know, we're bringing other people on board that aren't just NASA astronauts because we all need to work together to do this thing. You know, we can't, one. This is a huge endeavor. It's it's huge, yeah. Um, it's it's going to be, this is going to be another thing that's going to be human changing. I talk about this every once in a while with Starship and how it's going to be like, not just a SpaceX thing or not just like, you know, uh, a rocket thing or what any Elon Musk making a bunch of money thing. This is a human thing, you know, when we send people back to the moon, um, all of humanity is going. You know, it's not, it's not just a couple NASA astronauts. It's not, you know, um, just certain people that are going. I believe it's going to be, you know, all humanity that's going to be going, or, or at least we're representing all of humanity. Um, all of For humanity sure. going to the moon, that would clog up the moon. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody went that's to the moon. We, you know, we might have spacesuits. <laughs> well, we're going back to stay this time. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Moonbase, Moonbase Alpha, right there. That's gonna be cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited, uh, and I I would love to see more partnerships with other countries. I'm sure JAXA is gonna have a a decent amount of uh, pull in this, and I I wouldn't doubt that there's gonna be a JAXA astronaut going uh, in one of the Artemis missions. You know, I I think it's gonna happen eventually, or a Starship mission. Never know. Never know. Yeah. Uh, exciting. Yeah. Next That's... couple of years. Oh my goodness. So much happening. Yeah. There's so much happening. To be alive. A Doug M Moon based Alpha that is going back away. Did you play that, Doug? Is that what you're talking about? Because I play I that was I was referencing the game Moon Base Alpha. <laughs> 
because that was one of my favorite games. Uh, my friend and I used to play it, and it was just goofy fun. Um, there's another. Oh, speaking of games too, uh, we have a Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/spacenewspod, and uh, live stream there every Tuesday and Thursday, just kind of like as a little aside. Uh, but as you can see on our checklist here, we have uh, SN10 through SN11 or 17. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neil, you had some information about SN, all the SNs, <laughs> not all of them, yeah. but you had, you had some not information about SNs. <laughs> yeah. SN 10 is, uh, it's nose cone has got flaps on it and it's being today, probably it's going to be, uh, married welded to the, um, the tube, the rest of the nose cone tube. So it's uh, the barrel, I guess they call it. So SN10's nose cone will be complete today. There we go. Which is means it... at any point they could put it back on SN10 as a, as a complete ship again and start to work on the, the wiring and the plumbing and all the rest. Pretty so, exciting. Yeah, really. Well, so after SN9 launches, how long do you think we're going to get an SN10 launch? Do you think it's going to be a couple of weeks or do you think... You know, do you think we're going to have to wait a month for an SN10 launch? I guess it depends on what happens with SN9, but I'm assuming they're going to start doing it every two to three weeks. You know, they have a lot of these things in the in the pipeline. Yeah. Uh, if if I were running SpaceX, and I'm not, but if I were running SpaceX, I want to do every one would be faster than the last. Mm-hmm. Right? So SN9 gets up there, and it doesn't take two months to get a launch. It takes a month. And then SN10 gets out there, and it's three weeks, or whatever it happens to be. SN11s down to two weeks or whatever timeline they're able to do. Uh, that's what I would want to see. Uh, I'd want to see my people getting more efficient. I'd want to see the building process get more efficient. Um, all the kinks worked out on a constant basis and speed up everything. I mean, they want to get a thousand launches or a hundred launches of this thing before they can start to put humans on it. So giddy up. <laughs> yeah yeehaw yeah i mean <laughs> they want to launch this thing to the moon by 2022 right they want to they want to launch this thing uh, orbit around the moon um so they have to build fast they have to build really really fast so i think once they get up into the sn20s um every i don't know every week would be insane but every two weeks would be perfect you know yeah clean up the last one that blew up on the pad <laughs> for sure and then yeah, you know just give an scrape idea. it off yeah um we've also seen sn14's nose cone being built mm-hmm. um we haven't seen a lot of sn13 to be honest there's the n12 there's not a lot out there yeah <laughs> that's visible anyway um but we're seeing bits and pieces of all kinds of things sn17's um for dome i think was being put together so it's um it's amazing the progress and and how fast they're moving. Yeah, they're moving really really fast. This is a picture yeah. of SN8 by the way. How beautiful is that thing? The sure. massive scale. And then the it's the super heavy, the BN1 moves mm-hmm. along as well. They just sleeved the upper dome there uh, or one of the domes, I'm not sure which one it was. Um but yeah, so progress keeps moving forward. Yeah. And you know, I guess the next question is when will SN or sorry, B, B, BN1 booster one, booster number one, um, be ready? Will it be ready SN 13, 14? Will it be ready sooner than that? 
Yeah. I, I, and will we, will we see SN 13 get tested and then, S, and then booster number one get tested and then back to SN 14? Oh, it's going to be so cool, man. Um, I, I don't even know what to, I don't even know where to start. Um, as you think booster one will be ready before SN 14? I think it'll, I, I why not? Yeah, yeah exactly. it's already. <laughs> it's it's a it's already starting to become a tube, <laughs> you yeah. know. It's already yeah, it's it's really yeah it's it's close. Leaves over domes, and I mean, all you have to do at that point is weld. Yeah, is weld. You know, I mean, and, and the guts, of course. You gotta, yeah, gotta put the put the guts in it, and then uh, put a zillion raptors on this thing. How For many sure. raptors do you think they're gonna put on it first flight? Uh, three. You think three? Okay. Yeah, it's just gonna be a hop, I think. Yeah, I think you'll see another 150 meter hop. Yeah, uh, I think just so like too. five or six. <laughs> but That's and, and those, those flew with those flew with one. Um, no problem. Yeah. So I think you'll just see three. Yeah. So uh, a reference for that would be using like the Starship SN8 use three, so they know that it can boost up a heavy, heavy tube basically. Um, so they know they work. So testing those Raptors out before they get to uh, super heavy, I think yep. that's going to be, you know, the little hop is going to be perfect for that. So they have to test it. I, I mean, we're at SN9 now, so 13. Yeah, I think you're too. So yeah. the booster's going to be taller than this ship right here we're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Um. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be history making, groundbreaking, amazing. Probably gonna break the ground too, groundbreaking, etc. But, um, the it's not gonna do a belly flop, of course. But once they once they do that quick hop, you know, like the 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 earlier SNs that have, you know, that have made this hop, it's a small hop, but it's absolutely stunning. So. I can't wait for that to happen too. It's going to be so good. I'm just, things are going through my head. Like this is going to happen soon. It's oh. going to happen like mid next year. See that, early, early you that next year. Flying, you're going to want to see them on top of each other. Yeah. Right. My goodness. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, they're going to have to do a couple hops, right? So they're going to have to do the, uh, the small hops and then they're going to have to get up to 15 K 20 K, et cetera. And, you know, get up to that point and then be able to land the thing. But, yeah, because they'll want to use the the uh, grids grid fins to guide it back down. Yeah, as well and prove that they can do that just as well with a large one than they can with the Falcon Nine's booster. Yeah, uh, flex is this SN8 or SN9 in the background? This is SN8. This is SN8. There's a uh, it's a beautiful shot. <laughs> Look at that thing. Look at that thing. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, here's another. Nessie, or NESY is asking, what do you think of using cranes as a means of transporting? Could alternatives be used like manufacturing in space or perhaps some other conveyor? Uh, you mean moving the SNs to the launch pad? Uh, if so, what do you think of that space news? Um, moving it to the... Sorry, I was looking at this. So moving from the build site to the launch pad. Right now they use a like a little um, drone vehicle to, to right, move right. it out there slowly. Um, what do you think about just attaching to the crane and, and moving the crane out slowly? Moving the crane out? Um, dangle. Just letting it dangle? Oh, my, 
lights are going crazy. I don't think that's a good idea. One second, I gotta fix my lights. Uh, live show. Um, I I mean, is that stable enough to for one of these things? I'm not sure. Uh, it seems kind of crazy to dangle a giant rocket ship like that. Um, but they're gonna have to figure out a way to do that anyway. To move yeah. it around with a crane. So I have, maybe I had a thought. That, I had a thought that they. If they're able to, because of course they're in a national park, or I don't know if it's national park, but they're in a park area. Um, if they're able to, they might want to build their own road from the oh, launch yeah. from the build site right to the launch site. Uh, straight as a dime, no bumps. Yeah, you know they can keep the road open while they do that. Uh, I think it makes a sense to do that. I just don't know whether they're able to because of the the park itself. Yeah. I don't think they can do much construction there, much more than what they already have. I mean, yeah, they're pretty restricted. Yeah, I mean, so that's another that's another thing. Like SpaceX has a ton of money too, so yeah. could they possibly broker a deal with the state of Texas to like take over some of that area, um, and then give Texas like a bunch of money so they could open up another area somewhere else? Um, you know, that's those deals have probably been done in the past, so. I'm assuming sure. that I, actually know. if it's a protected area, I'd rather they didn't even try. Yeah. <laughs> First, I, I agree personally. But, like that's, uh, but I could see them. I could see them asking those questions for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, because they do want progress. And at some yeah, point you got to kind of. Is saying use an octograbber type of thing to attach it to a giant roll lift. Uh, yeah. They do have a, a roll lift that they, they actually attach two of them together side by side with some uh, metal beams. I assume to move SN9 out, which can take up the whole road as they drive down. It's going to be quite something to see. It's a large thing. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I can't wait for that. What do you think about manufacturing in space? Then says Nisi. Um, not yet. It'll be it'll be years before we manufacture mm -hmm. something like that in space. Probably decades before we manufacture rockets in space. Um, we just I don't have the technology yet. Sooner. What was that? You know. I could see them repairing things sooner in space than than actually building them. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that. Um, what I've been scrolling around here, this is SN8. This is all the manufacturing of SN8, all the welds. I think this is beautiful right here. Look at all these welds and all these all these marks on this thing. The sure. don't the, the don't the exist. In the, new, the new barrels for for SN whatever and the booster they look beautiful. The new welds are are they're getting much better at it. Already. Yeah. Yep. This is just like sloppy jalopy. Like get this thing up in the like get this thing up in the air. <laughs> Let's see what happens to it. And then yeah, yeah, refine the manufacturing process. And eventually, you know, they'll have it sort of like a you know, like a automotive line where they just continue manufacturing one, you know, piece by piece. It's sure. pretty amazing. Um Greg's asking about what are what we're most excited about for 2021 in space. Ooh. Oh man. Uh of course Starship, but New Shepard, gigantic rockets. Um Yeah, just bigger rockets. <laughs> I'm a little kid in a candy store right now. I'm like, yo, it should be interesting. I I I think I'm pretty interested in what happens commercially. Like yeah. once New Shepard starts to launch people into space, that'll be interesting to see that business grow. Yeah, that'll be cool. I and I'm I'm interested to see what happens with um, the space station as well. 
I think we're going to be okay. I think the station is going to stay for a while because there's no, like there's really nothing set in stone yet for like a replacement for the station or somebody to take it over commercially. So figuring out, you know, where that's going too, because the station's pretty big and, uh, you know, we need to, we need to figure out what happens with the station, you know, because it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a big deal, <laughs> you know, it's not, yeah. a, it's not yeah, something next, we just throw next away. Modules are, the next modules going to the ISS are commercial. Yep. Oh, so... I, wanted, I want to show you this real quick too, by mm -hmm. the way. Uh, the SN9, hold on, I'm uh, waiting for this thing to load. I had it loaded earlier, then I clicked off of it. Um, the SN9 heat shields, I was waiting. Oh man, I can't get this thing to load. Oh, there they are. Okay, so SN9 heat shields. This is a, a, like one picture of the SN9 heat shields. Uh, from user, what is this user? Uh EVN, EVN, EVN on uh, SpaceX Lounge. Yeah, pretty cool. Whoa, that was a quick scroll there. Hope it loads. Come on, load. There we go. Kind of see it. Very cool. Yeah. So there's another little close-up of the uh, of the heat shield, and they're going to continue refining this process as well. Yeah, this is all tests at this point, trying to figure out what works and how they how well they stick on there and how well they perform in the wind and all the rest. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to um, attach, of course, the whole underbelly with these. And, I mean, this is SN9. So what if they just launch this thing to, like, 20K? You know, what if they just go up and up and up 20K, 30K? And then they test out the heat shield, see if it... Uh, see how well it works, you know, in such extreme conditions and how, you know, if it's going to be secure on that belly flap all the way down. I mean, yeah. it should be pretty interesting. I don't think they're going to. I think they're still going to do either like 12K, 12.5 or 15K. But um, yeah, it would be it would be cool if they did a high launch for that. Uh, yeah, okay. you really, in order to get the heat coming back into the atmosphere, you really need to get to the out, <laughs> into, uh, yeah. outer space. Yeah, uh, you're not going to get it at 30k or whatever. Yeah. That's too too low. Way too low. Way too low. You got to get up. Got to get up higher. Uh, we apologize for everybody asking questions. We uh, they're going by so fast that we uh, lose track of them. Yeah, it's uh, hard to hard to see them, especially yep. when we're talking about our own stuff over here. Uh, so I, I know that a lot of you are already tagging Space News Pod on your questions, but keep doing that. Uh, and uh, if we see them, we will definitely address them. And yep. we apologize for any that we've missed. Greg says, how do you think, uh, how long do you think until New Shepard launch humans? Oh, man. Five years. I'm just going to throw it out there. Five New years. Shepherd? Yeah. I don't know. I think New Shepard will be much quicker than that. They've already tested <laughs> I know. I'm maybe. just messing with everybody. <laughs> I know it's a meme at this point, but <laughs> yeah. Five years. No. Uh, probably mid next year. I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think I'll it's... do another test in the spring and or even late win late winter. Yeah, and then we're ready to go. Yep, I think so too. Um, now New Glenn, on the other hand, <laughs> that's gonna be. I won't put a date on that one. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no, but there are some cool Maybe things. Maybe late 2021, it might fly yeah. somewhere. So, uh, David Willis, the primal dino on uh, Twitter. 
New Glen tank barrels. There is some some uh, new stuff for New Glen. And then we have a tank dome as well. I think New they've Glen. seen that uh, how excited people get looking at new at uh, stainless steel barrels. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, people get so excited looking at SpaceX barrels. We might as well put our, put our own out there too. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I just want to see some stuff, you know, I, I just want to see anything and it's kind of neat. Um, you know, just to see the manufacturing facility compared to oh, SpaceX's sure. uh, dirt road and, you know, just making it in a, you know, in a parking lot, basically like a dirty parking you lot. <laughs> yeah yeah you could too trouble for making it dirty yeah <laughs> right <laughs> oh man um so hans grobler says just wondering would the weight of these tiles be an issue because all will be on one side i don't think so i don't think it's going to be an issue i of course you know uh they take that into um you know take that weight into consideration when they when they uh, always design it yeah, weight's always an issue with everything that goes on the Starship. Um, but because those center raptors, those three raptors, gimbal, it's able to compensate for that stuff. Yeah. And they, they're working on, you know, uh, figuring out the logistics of that. Yeah. And they're, of course, they're going to have to adjust it every time they fly, you know, up until they get it perfect. It's one of those things they're learning. Yep. This is definitely a learning process. You know, it's cost millions to launch these things. So every time something craters or something doesn't go right, um, you know, they have to, they have to fix it the next time. So they save money because they're a business. Like they're not doing this only to like make a cool rocket. They're doing this so they can make money so they continue, so they could continue making money so they can continue building rockets. And then, so they have to make these things perfect. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, the takedown is pretty cool in the, you know, just seeing anything from Blue Origin is really cool because sure. I'm, I'm not like. I'm a, I'm a do-it-yourselfer, you know, like I'm a coder, so I understand, you know, how, how much it is, you know, how important it is to like dig in the trenches and just go for it. And, you know, seeing SpaceX do that, I'm really excited, but also I'm really excited to see what happens with New Glenn and like how big this freaking massive rocket is. So once they start stacking this thing, I'm going to flip out. I'm flipping That's out already. Amazing, amazing launch when we see that. Oh man, I'm going to. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to flip out. Um, now the last thing that I want to talk about today is something really important. Um, and that is, uh, Tesla at one point people were shorting their stock and this is an Elon Musk thing. So people were shorting their stock. So they thought it would be a funny, uh, product to make. They made short shorts <laughs> and, uh, Viv, uh, at Fulcan Heavy, F-L-C-N-H-V-Y, finally got the short shorts. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Elon on July 2nd said Tesla will make fabulous short shorts in radiant r red satin with gold trim. Now they are in living color right there. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's so silly. Like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I just want to, I just want to do that because it's funny. That's it. Like, that's not really news, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was method to his madness, naming his cars. Yep. S3, X, and Y. Yep. Right there. There you go. Right on the back. <laughs>
Them are some nice shorts, Kyle. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. Those short shorts. Radiant red satin with gold trim. There you go. I don't know if they still make those, but that's, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> now we could check that one off the list. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're awaiting news on SN9 move to the pad. Uh, we're assuming early next week for that move. Um, and then after that, you know, there's three days, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that they have for, uh, road closures. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week possible there's going to be a move more than likely there's going to possibly be static fires and pressure tests on those days too and then possibly not more than likely not but possibly the week after that the next monday tuesday and wednesday the week after that um you know we're gonna hopefully get uh some more probably to static fires more than likely but then after that probably going to be a launch of sn9 uh people are asking a lot of uh, Starlink questions, and somebody asked earlier, just wondering, uh, let's see, where was it at? Uh, I have a legitimate concern. What do you think about Elon Musk's Starlink about the satellites? So I'm going to weigh in on this um, briefly. And I think it's going to be, it's cool, but there are some downsides to the satellites. Um, Neil, do you want to go first? No, go talk? right ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, so I think the satellites, um, I think the satellite, I think the idea is really great and I love Starlink. I think it's a really cool idea, but all the satellites, um, you know, people can still see the satellites while they're using telescopes and while you're viewing the night sky and I'm a night sky lover. So having the satellites in the way of my telescope, as I'm looking at Jupiter or Saturn or whatever, or anything else. Uh, it's kind of, it seems like it would be annoying. I haven't seen them yet. Um, I think that, I also think that it's an amazing, amazing technology that the world needs. And, you know, the, um, the idea that everybody can have connection is awesome. Hold on. Gonna fix my light again. This thing's bugging out today. <laughs> it's like, it's freaking out today. I started doing it last night and I thought I fixed it, but I guess not. But uh, having having that service is awesome, but the satellites, like figuring out how to how to not see these satellites, is you know that's you that's to keep the technical. Mind, you have issue. to keep in mind these things are the size of a dinner table. Yeah, right. That's the size of one of these satellites, and space is huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to have, um, if you think about just the low Earth orbit area, which is where these are, and you're going to have ten thousand of these up there. Which sounds like a lot, but the low Earth orbit area is massive. Yep. It's absolutely huge. These things are not beside each other up there. They are hundreds of maybe thousands of kilometers away from each other. Yeah, they're pretty far away. They're pretty far away from each other. I haven't done the math there, but I would guess they're probably at least 300 kilometers away from each other. So when you're looking up in the night sky, they're not going to be uh, taking up all of your, your vision up there. Uh, right. And they've been designed to be more invisible than you think. Um, they've got, they've got special stuff on them to prevent them from being very um, reflective. Uh, and they actually change their attitude, based uh, relative to the sun, to reduce the reflectivity um, of them on Earth. So, 
they're designed to to not be that seen out there, that visible out there. And there's so much space up there, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it uh, the yeah most of the time, uh, you won't see them. Like most of the time, if they have a train, you know, if they have like the initial launch train, you might see them. But after that, you don't really see them until you know, until you do. You know, like you can have hours and hours. You could have days and days, weeks, months probably of not seeing a satellite like that. But also, you see other satellites too. So that's the sure. thing. Like, if I'm going yeah, out to you know, larger. if I'm gonna go out and like get some views of the night sky one night, have my telescope out there and another satellite flies in front. It's basically, I mean, it's going to be basically the same thing. You know, uh, I spend gonna a, be a lot of time looking at the night sky, hoping to see satellites. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're designed to not be seen and they're very far apart from each other. And they're very small. I don't think you're, I don't think you'll ever see one uh, except for in that train, that initial train of, 100 or 60 or whatever it happens to be that they send up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree uh, with you. The trains, are, somebody the trains else, are tough. Somebody else asked about how they avoid hitting each other or other satellites. Uh, and they have built-in guidance and and actually little ion rock, uh, thruster rock, uh, engines on them to move themselves away from things. Um, they're constantly checking to see where everything else is in, in, in low Earth orbit and they're missing it. They're avoiding it. Yep. Yeah, so one part of me is and like, they, I love it. And the other part is like, I hope I see one, but the train sucks. That's it. That's pretty much where I'm getting. Oh, the train's cool too. Yeah, the train's cool too. I agree. It depends, it depends on who you are though. Yeah. Right? There are some people yeah. that don't want anything up there and I yep. understand their viewpoint as well. Yep. Yeah. And we already have stuff up there. Um, so it's like put more stuff up there. Cool. It's like putting more cars on the road. Like we would rather see a beautiful, you know, green lush meadow than like a super highway of uh, you know, 16 lane super highway, right? Anybody would want to see, like, you want to see a lake, you want to see a lush green field, but also, I also want to be able to drive my car someplace, <laughs> you know, and I want to get to like the next town over without using a horse and buggy. Like that would be nice. So it's just, it's like, it's progress, you know, and it, there's parts that you got to take, you know, uh, take the good with the bad. And I think we're going to have more good than bad with this. Yeah, and you see graphics like you've got on screen there yeah. of these dots surrounding the Earth, 10,000 dots, whatever it has to be. <laughs> Those dots are probably kilometers apart, you know, across if you like, actually measured them in, in relation to the Earth. So yeah. uh, remember, we're talking the size of a, of a, a, a table, essentially, four by yeah. five, four by six. Yeah, and these dots, like if you were to scale these dots to like an yeah. actual one-to-one -one scale, these dots would be massive. <laughs> For sure. You know, but in real life, they're like, you know, it's like this big. <laughs> like you could reach from one hand, like all the way across it with both your arms. So they're they're pretty small. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Kyle Phelps says, well, here's the problem with autonomous travel. You will no longer be driving your car anyway. So we have a lot to give up. And that's just one of the beginning things. Oh, I can't wait for autonomous cars. I do love to drive though. Yeah, um, I cannot wait. I, I'm, I'll be first in line when uh but it needs yeah. to be it needs to be more than just teslas on the road driving autonomous it needs to be you know large scale everybody's doing it the cars need to be you know anonymously mind you but they need to be talking to each other while they're driving down the street so they know everybody knows exactly what everybody's doing yep that'll be that'll be the day man i i really can't wait i think it'll be great for people that 
um, that really, really need it. You know, like people that uh, just, they can't get out, they can't drive, they can't get themselves to the grocery store just because whatever, you know, and they, they need to get place to get supplies, you know. Uh, maybe they're older, maybe they just can't drive anywhere, they can't see well, um, you know. the yeah, and would I need a car if I could just call one? Right. When I needed it? Right. I don't think I'd need a car if I could have one here in five minutes that would take me wherever I want to go. Yeah. So let's all share them. That would be way better. I mean, it makes more sense. Uh, Community transit. It's like taking the train, man. Just jump on the train. It's faster. It's quicker. You know, in all regards, you jump on the train, you get there faster. It's a quick experience. You don't have to do anything. You know, you can be lazy on the train. You can do some work or whatever. And you get there with a bunch of other people and it's pretty safe. So, yeah, uh, same thing with cars, autonomous cars in the future. We have these roads. We might as well use them. So, yeah. <laughs> Kyle said, I don't want Neil's COVID car. That sounds nasty. <laughs> <laughs> We're assuming uh, these cars get cleaned every once in a while. Oh, man. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, there's magnetic propulsion trains that are very fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I can't wait. I can't wait for cars to to talk to each other and everything's autonomous. I could just, like Neil said, you could just call a car. Be like, hey, I want to go to the store today. Boop. Somebody mentioned, I I can't remember, I opened the chat there. I mentioned flying cars as well. Um, I don't know that I want some of the people I know to be flying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be scary. You have to be autonomous at that point. (laughs) Yeah. I, I also am scared of chunk, giant chunks of metal falling on people. Like what yeah. happens if a flying car falls on somebody, you know, For or, sure. or it just happens to crash into the side of a building or whatever, you know, it's I've pretty dangerous. I've only been up in a helicopter once, but I wasn't very comfortable up there because if something yeah. goes wrong in a helicopter, there's nowhere to go but down. Yep. Yeah. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. I've been in a helicopter once too. You can, you can glide a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Maybe there's a chance, but in a helicopter, that's it. Yep. That's it. Smoosh. Smoosh is right, Debs. So I've I've heard numerous like I'm not a pilot, so I don't know this, uh, but I've heard uh, that the rotors on a helicopter can slow you down before you hit the ground. But I've also seen crashes of helicopters that were falling, and the rotors didn't do anything. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I I'm I'm kind of in the camp of like, man, it would be really cool to have flying cars, but also it would be terrifying to have flying cars. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think autonomous vehicles on the road are great, but flying cars just seems super dangerous. For sure. All right, guys, I think I'm going to wrap this up for the day. Uh, I appreciate every single person stopping by and uh, checking out our merch. We have merch at the top of the chat up there. We have the logo t-shirt. Uh, we have some other t-shirts in our shop too. So if you look at, uh, click on that link. Uh, you can check out more of our merch as well. Uh, that really helps out the show. Uh, giving this a thumbs up, giving it a like really helps a ton too. Super chat, super stickers, of course, always help. Um, you skating this afternoon, Kyle? I probably will. Yeah. I'll probably, uh, do some Twitch, um, on my other account. So that'll be fun. Egbert TV is my other account, but also check out Twitch space news pod. We do shows there every Tuesday and Thursday. And we're trying to get to 100. I'm at 90-something, 90 98 or something, or 99 maybe. So twitch.tv. Here, let me let me post this up. Somebody for sure will go and do it if it's at 99. 
I know we're like super close. Intrepid chatters will do it. Yes, please. There we go. That should work. Thank you for the sub. Oh, thank you. Um, when we when will you post the next stream? Um, not sure what you what you mean. Oh, we're doing we do streams every Monday and uh, Friday on YouTube at noon. So tomorrow we're gonna and we do all the launches too, as many launches as we can. So <laughs> nice steps. <laughs> Stay safe. You know it. You know it. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Love y'all. That's exactly. That's exactly what it is. Great show. See you next time. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. All right, we're out of Thank here, guys. You.